What's the best site in India? The Taj Mahal, the Golden Temple? For Rintwa, it's his market stall. Some years ago, he lost his sight and then his job. I'm Lisa from Specsavers and we help the Hope Foundation provide eye care in Kolkata. Rintwa was found to have cataracts. The charity performed surgery, which gave him his vision back. He regained confidence and returned to work. Find out how we're changing people's lives for the better at specsavers.ie. Thank you for joining me, Mairead Robinson, again for another of our Senior Times podcasts. Now, our home is where we feel happiest and safest, right? We close the front door and we relax. After all, our home is our castle. But how safe is this castle? Now, I'm not talking about threats from outside, but rather inside the home, specifically from fire. This is the time of year to check fire safety. And I'm delighted to have Greg Hannon, who's District Officer at Fire Prevention Section of Dublin Fire Brigade, who's joining me today to talk about the importance of having working fire alarms in our homes. So, Greg, thank you so much for joining me. You're very, very welcome. Thanks, Maureen. And maybe start by telling me um, just, I suppose, a little bit about uh, what the role of a fire prevention officer is. Okay, well, my particular role, I came from what we call the operational side, which is sitting on the truck and going out to fight fires and stuff like that. So what what I deal with now, I've moved into an area and we deal with fire prevention. And it generally tends to be commercial more so than anything else. That that, that would be probably the focus of our main role. So, you know, uh, commercial buildings, shopping centres, uh, hotels, hostels, that kind of thing. Yes. And basically what we do is we go out and we try and ensure the fire safety management of the building is in order. Um, we have another section that that deals with the, I suppose the the structural elements of of it, the engineering side of it, the planning, uh, the certification, and all that. So, but what I do out, do do is go out and I would inspect the building, um, and I have a kind of I suppose a checklist basically to to run through a number of points. I would meet with people on the scene. We generally do what we call during performance inspections DPIs, um, and they're very often unannounced, uh, which is to try and get a, a real picture of what actually happening at, at the time and the whole purpose of, of our role is really not to try and catch people out but it's really to try and see what's going on are there shortcomings and can we assist give advice to improve them uh, highlight those shortcomings and assist and give advice to to improve them along the way so that's I suppose that's the in a, in a very short statement that's 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 kind of what we do you know but obviously that's very very important because while while many people most people probably have um smoke alarms in their houses they think they get one put it up they think there you are job done and do they check it you know that is it actually working um i suppose that's the important thing isn't it it is and i suppose you know the whole point of the reason that we're here is uh fire safety week is is obviously coming up next week it's starting on on sunday um and you may have seen some of the ads around the place either in cinemas maybe a bit on the telly and, and different shopping centres particularly around Dublin we have uh, I suppose we have affiliations with certain areas where we get a bit of advertising but STOP stop is the is the, is the focus of that and yes. uh, a bit of an anagram there so basically what that stands for S being smoke alarms 
T and a very important part is to test it you know and, and we might come back to that in a sec O being the obvious dangers and P is do you have a plan if you have a plan in place if there is an incident so that's S-T-O-P it's not just to stop fires it's to, to help you to kind of think about the, the, the issues that need to be dealt with and the testing is a hugely important part and depending on how old the detector is in more modern buildings they are they, they would be they would have a battery but the, as a backup they'd also be wired into the mains as well so and the whole point of that is that they, they work off the mains and if the mains goes down um, which may indicate a short which is maybe a, a time uh, of particular danger for a fire um, then you have a backup battery in place as well some of the older ones would be simply battery operated and it don't last forever so they, they need to be tested on a, on a regular basis and if you look at the fire alarms themselves there's generally a small little bit a button or a, a bit that says press to test um, on it and if you press that it sets off the quite loud noise or should be a quite a loud noise yes. and when you re- when you release the pressure on that button is uh, it deactivates straight away that's the whole point of it yeah. um, obviously just to, to, to emphasize um, we, we, we don't want people standing up in chairs or something like that so you know this is one for the, the, the taller kids or grandkids when, when they come around or you know I've seen people use maybe a, you know the handle of a brush or something like that to, yes. to reach up but, but not to be standing on chairs or, or anything to test it but it is important to to test those of course obviously because um, it has to be a working smoke alarm doesn't it actually a lot of people can avail of them can have one supplied and fitted maybe through their local authority and so on isn't that right that's right, yeah. Um, what we do here in Dublin is we partner up with various groups. So um, we have given out over 2,000 ver- uh, alarms to different companies, um, such as, when sorry, when I say companies, organisations, yes. um, such as Alone would be, a, you know, a common one. And the advantage of that is that they have partnerships there and they don't just don't give them out, they get them fitted as well. Okay, well, that's so, excellent. That's yeah, excellent. so I mean, that's 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 the key point. I mean, it's 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 one thing to get the alarms out there, but I mean, I've been in in locations where, you know, that they they're still sitting on the shelf, um, you know, uh, in the box, which is which is obviously no good. And again, the location that the alarm is on is is obviously very very important as well. Um, yes. If I could if I could relay maybe a quick story back when I was on a fire engine and uh, I was we went to a, a house one night it was a, a lady coming back from her grandchild's twenty. First, um, she was going to bed, uh, lived alone, and uh, in a three-bed semi-detached house, and heard a a bit of a noise. uh, Thought it was someone breaking in, and and ran out of of the house. And what it was was the, um, you know, the small little electric extractor fan that you'd see in kitchen or in shower areas, shower rooms, and bathrooms. Yes. So that had been left on during the day accidentally. That had overheated, and it had fallen out of the the wall. But it fell into a linen basket, and it basically set our house on fire. My goodness. Um, and when we arrived uh, at one stage, we, we put out the fire. But I remember looking up, and you know, we were—I was maybe on the fourth or fifth step up, and uh, no smoke alarm had activated. And we were looking at the stars at that stage. The ceiling was gone, the roof was gone, and uh, she had no smoke alarm upstairs. The smoke alarm that she had, she only had one. It was downstairs. It was working perfectly, but the smoke—the smoke will obviously travel upwards oh, and, and exactly. hadn't activated. So location is is key in that regard. One upstairs well. and one downstairs—is that at the general minimum, rule? Yeah. Well. 
as a as an absolute minimum a one on each level, shall yes. we say? Okay, because I'm aware that, that you know you may have three story houses and stuff. A minimum on each level. Ideally, look what you're looking for is probably one in each room, with the exceptions of bathrooms and kitchens. Yeah, in particular. I, I thought it was um, very interesting. I, I think a lot of people, myself included, think that if a fire starts, you would smell the smoke and wake up. But in fact, the reverse is true, which is very is. frightening. I mean, it can put you into a deep sleep, and three minutes later, you're gone. So you yeah, absolutely. That noise. You, you do, you do. And I, I suppose Hollywood has a lot to answer for in that regard with the, the, the <laughs> false impressions that we get in that regard. Um, yeah, every time that there's a fire, as well as the smoke, you're also going to get a, a huge amount of, of gases. And, and smoke itself is a form of gas, but that, that's the, the visible ones. Uh, and every every time you have a fire, you're going to have carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide and hydrogen cyanide, all of which are colourless and odourless. So you're not going to smell them, you're not going to see them. you know. And unfortunately, if, you, if you're upstairs and, and asleep, um, you start to breathe in those gases straight away. You're not breathing in enough oxygen to, you know, to to allow you to be alert. And the the gases themselves, they're a respiratory depressor, which means that they they'll slow down your breathing rate. They'll cause disor. If you were conscious and breathing, you become disorientated anyway. The fact that you're unconscious, as you said, in simple terms, it puts you into a into a deeper sleep. And again, I mean, I've been at I, I, one particular fire up on, on the Navan Road, um, where we found a fella after smashing in the the front porch door, smashing in the front door, smashing in the window because the fire was at the front and we found the guy and, and you know, in inverted commas, asleep in bed and effectively yes. he, w- he was sleeping but he was, he, he was, you know, he was semi-unconscious at that stage because of the, the effects of what would be commonly referred to as smoke inhalation, you yes. know, and it, 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 I suppose it's important to be aware it's it's not necessarily the, the smoke that we see, it's it's the gases more so gases, than, than anything yeah. else. The, yeah. smoke, the smoke, yes, certainly, but there are other gases always present or sorry, presents that are not set, that are not visible as well, you know. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones. Make friends with innovation. people didn't realize that myself included so that's why we need the loud noise that's why we need a loud alarm yeah, Absolutely. yeah, and that's that's why it's important to test it weekly. And and as I say, you know, it can be it can be working, but is the volume at a sufficient level to make sure that sure. for the individual person that they can hear it? And again, you may have people out there just to be aware that you know you may have people out there um, that have hearing difficulties or or maybe maybe deaf and stuff like that. And and obviously, what you do at that stage is you'd look to get a, a visible alarm light in at that stage then as well. That's actually a very good point because a lot of people with hearing aids will take them out at night um, Mm -hmm. and put them on their, you know, beside the bed. So to have something in the room with the light, that's actually a very good point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alone is such a fantastic organisation. That was founded by by a fireman himself, Willie Birmingham, wasn't it? That's right, that's right, yeah. Willie, God rest him. Um, Yeah, yeah, I suppose was, you know, in Dublin, um, we're we're unique in in Ireland in 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 the fire service in that we actually run the fire and ambulance 
service for the greater Dublin area. Yeah. Um, so all our all our crews, uh, you know, you see a fire engine arriving and, and it's full of paramedics as well, which is why you'll often see, you know, a second fire engine at maybe the scene of a crash or you see, uh, you know, cardiac arrest or medical case and it's a fire engine going because the ambulances are are so overrun at times with that they're just, just so busy. We only have yes. we only have 14 ambulances for the greater Dublin area um, with the size of the population. Um, so, and, uh, but yeah, Willie would have spent, uh, I suppose, a lot of time and back in the, the late 70s, early 80s and, and you know, I suppose the, the, the quality, it's probably difficult to imagine the quality and, of, and standard of accommodation and living that people were, were living in and, and effectively the squalor at times, you know, and, Indeed, and that, yes. was something that, that was something that, that moved Willie very, very deeply and yes. uh, he actually got up off his backside and, and did something about it and has a lasting legacy as a result, you know. I was just going to say he's left a wonderful legacy. I was actually thinking about this last night and um, overloading electric sockets. That's a big one, isn't it? It I is. A look, uh, yeah. I had a look at one of mine and I, this is disgraceful, but I admit it. Um, and I think a lot of people working from home are probably plugging lots of things into their sockets and not realising they're overloading. And I had, for example, a laptop, a router, a Wi-Fi, uh, a Wi-Fi router, a lamp. I had Alexa plugged in, of course, a printer course. and a phone charger. Isn't that yeah. graceful? You know, look, I, I mean, and, and I've had this discussion before with electricians and, you know, they'll say, oh, well, it depends what it's rated for and all that. And I suppose that the key thing is when, when all of that stuff is plugged in, you're probably sitting at your desk and, and you're using it. So you're there and you're present. So if, the, if there is an issue, you know, you can switch it up, you can unplug them, you can switch it off straight away and you can deal with it uh, very quickly. And even if, if dealing with it is simply, you know, evacuating and, and calling the fire service, you know, it's going to be hopefully dealt with, you know, before it becomes a, a major incident. The big danger is probably more so at night time than anything else. I was just going to um, say that if I switch off the, the, the switch on the sockets at night, then I can rest assured. You can, you can. And, and you know, the, the, comp, the, the, the question probably that, that I get most often is, oh, what about my phone? What about, you know, can I charge it at night time? Can I leave it on charge? Um, and, and look, I suppose the simple answer is, I mean, if... if if you you know stop and actually read the manual, the, your optimum uh, efficiency for your battery is actually twenty five to eighty percent. So if it goes below twenty five percent, charge it, and once it hits eighty percent, you know it's it, it's okay at that stage. Um, not ideal to leave them on all night, to be honest, and uh, and definitely not to leave them on radiators, to leave them on anything that's flammable, and that could be you know a couple of towels beside your your bed or something like that, and uh, or under the pillow or anything like that. And not yeah. the, the, obviously because if so something does go wrong at that stage it's beside something that's that's flammable that's and that's flammable. then you know yeah. that becomes and, and again as we, we spoke about with the, the smoke and the gases and it, it just becomes you know I suppose a self-fulfilling prophecy nearly at that stage when 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 people say to get a carbon monoxide alarm is that the same thing as a general smoke alarm or is that different no it's it's very much different it's very much different now it, it's most likely that in the event of a fire that a carbon monoxide alarm will also activate for a period of time um, but the opposite isn't true. So if you if you right. you know if it's if it's a gas leak or something like that, you know yes. your smoke alarm won't activate at that stage. Okay. So, so. If, if you have a, um, a gas in your house, you should probably have the two types of alarms. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Most definitely. Yeah. And again, where where you position the the again the positioning of the. 
of the detector. So generally, with, with a smoke alarm, you tend to position the smoke alarm in the kind of in the middle of the ceiling, yes. um, you know, and in the middle of the room, middle of the ceiling, and where you tend to fi- uh, fix the carbon monoxide alarm. Um, and I'm just looking across at my own, just to get my own frame of reference. There is um, kind of, I suppose, in simple terms, just above the, the height of a door, you know, at that kind of height, but on the wall as opposed to on the ceiling as a general rule. Oh, I see. Okay. And, and can people- they can be on the, they can certainly be on the ceiling, but but you know certainly not lower than the height of the door at that stage. So people, you know, worry about their aesthetics and and how the place looks and stuff like that. So that that's fine at that point. So um, no, that's all very interesting. But before we finish up, so if someone listening to this thinking, "Gosh, we don't have alarms, we should get one," wherever they're living around the country, what would be the best uh, port of call? Um, well, certainly if it's somebody, you know, if they're engaging with any of the, the, the services, um, yes. so that they, they can certainly uh, look there. Um, it's it's relatively easy to pick up uh, a smoke detector. I mean, you'll pick them up in, in hardware shops, Lidl and, and places like that often do them. But there, again, it, it, you know, it, it's it's important to try and get one. If you're going to do it, it's good to get it right and get one that's wired in. So if you get a, an electrician uh, and they'll be able to, to source a, an alarm for you as well if, if, if that's the case and be able to wire it in for you if you're engaging with the services as I said certainly the ones that we engage with up here um, they organise the fitting of them as well at that, at that stage so it's just a matter of, of making contact so as I say again organisations like Alone and places like that they're, they're ideal for that yes. um, if you know I, I suppose you know in a, in a broader sense if you're looking for um, depending on what part of the country you're in um, it would be to contact maybe your local fire authority and send them off a, an email and and ask them but certainly in the next week as i said obviously next week being fire safety week there will be tons of information on different websites and stuff like that so social media whether it be twitter facebook if if you know if people do those if they don't uh, if they simply google um fire safety week and yes. 2022 and, and you'll get that there are various checklists within that for people and um, so that's where you'll get kind of all your information or contact your local Excellent. your local fire brigade as well that's perfect and so before we finish all generations keep the kids involved as well i believe you're doing an art competition again the the information if you go google uh, fire safety week art competition um and uh, what you'll see is all the details and how to to get the, to get the kids involved i can't emphasize this enough Marit. it's it's a it's a fantastic opportunity both for you know the older and the younger generation to communicate with each other exactly. but also i mean the best time to learn a lesson is yes. when you're younger you know the the you know the mind is is ready to soak up information and the real danger with kids being involved is that you know we would assume that what are you going to do if there's a fire well you'll get out kids if there's a fire kids will be afraid and what what do kids do when they're afraid they hide okay and that tends yes, to be the difficulty indeed. so again you know i've had the experience of of being in fires with breathing apparatus on with people trapped or missing in buildings and finding children under under beds and, and even behind the u-bend of a toilet one time hiding oh. crouched behind the u-bend of a toilet so you know the oh key thing is if we can get the message across and this is a a key role for the the older generation to to to, to get involved and to help 
Uh, and, and it can be as simple as, you know, as we said, when we said, talked about stop earlier on, the P being the plan. So what is the plan? And it can be as simple for kids as to make as much noise as possible, to wake somebody up. And if they're outside, to make sure that nobody goes back in for any reason. You know, and once you go through that with kids, um, we find that it's, it's, it's quite effective in that regard. But if we, if we don't address this in advance, yeah, it's, yeah. it's an issue. So the art competition is a great way. And, you know, it gets kids involved. And there will be in a lot of fire stations around uh, the, 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 this coming month or so as well there'll be a lot of you know maybe open days and stuff like that October November tends to be a, a good month for that so if you have grandkids that are involved in you or that you know aspire to be firefighters and, and I should say firefighters so male and female yes. in, in that regard yes. um, so we have a certainly up, up here we have quite a, a percentage of, of women as well as men serving. Um, but it's great. a great opportunity to interact with the local brigade and to get information and to establish contacts, I suppose, at that stage. Brilliant. More than else. Yeah, just something you touched on before we go. I think it's very important to actually have a plan. That's a really interesting thing about because uh, parents with children or even grandparents often have children staying. But yeah. to have a plan so the kids know what they have to do not hide as you say make a lot of noise get out of the building maybe if granny's asleep wake her up and tell her you know absolutely and, and again not plan. just not just for the grandkids um for for the adults as well you know where's your house keys um are, are you going to yeah. if you wake up are you going to be downstairs at the front door and remember that your house keys are upstairs or looking in your handbag or which bag were you using that day or what coat did i have them in so how, sure. how am i going to how am i going to get out in that regard and yeah. can i just while we're talking about that again just to emphasize something there as well in terms of night time what it's what's a very good idea is to make sure all the doors in the in particularly downstairs are closed at night time they're not locked but but closed so right. the internal doors of the house because what that does it won't your your obviously your your rooms won't be airtight so it would allow for a certain leakage of smoke but it will keep the main pathway relatively clear of smoke to allow people to escape and that's that's the key thing at that stage yeah. you know wow that's a lot of a lot of food for thought there um that's that's brilliant and that will be a great interest to a lot of people Greg I know you're very busy thank you very much for taking the time out no problem and can I just say Marie sorry as well I mean sure. in terms of groups and stuff like that whether it be um, social groups whatever one of the, the aspects one of our, our remits is to give advice we are happy to come out and talk to groups at times if they make contact and we'll organise a, a time and come out we certainly here in Dublin we work shift work as well so you know it's not a, a case that it has to be during the daytime afternoons and evenings and stuff yeah. like that as well so we're available no, that, that. that's great a lot of community groups like the active retired groups for example would be delighted to, to have to have one of you guys come and talk there's a lot of very vital information there very vital information Greg thank you so much you're very good to take the time out that's really really helpful thank you again no problem Maria. thank you bye bye Why have regular eye tests at Specsavers? Well, they can help reveal health issues like diabetes and high blood pressure. Book an appointment online today.